Hello, Murder Freaks. Hi. This is a tale as old as crime podcast. I'm Melissa. <laughs> and I'm Tara. Oh my gosh, should we forget how to do this? It's been so long. I think so. I don't think it's like riding a bike. You can't just jump back right. on. We have a lot to talk about. Right. Summer's over. Spooky season is here. <sighs> and I'm excited. Um, we apologize for the very long break. Mm-hmm. I am sorry, friends. We just, you know, life. Yep. We got pretty busy. Tara's got a lot of kiddos running around during the summer, mm-hmm. and my kids are graduating, moving on, and doing a bunch of million other little adult things. And yes. So it just got nuts. Mm-hmm. And so we decided for our mental health. <laughs> we need to focus on uh, our lives. Focus on the lives and then go back to podcasting. Yes. And Kids are back in school. Yeah. Brooklyn's in kindergarten. Oh, Brookie. She's getting so big. It's crazy. And Matthew has his license. Yes. Matthew has his license and I don't know how to feel about it yet. He hasn't officially gotten his card. Mm-hmm in the mail yet so we're we've been waiting because i want to see his picture but i'm i'm excited i'm happy for him yeah i i now have a studio so we're gonna make this a regular thing again and maybe we'll have some youtube videos i'm so excited in my spooky haunted studio um, those that don't know us personally, Tara and I live a decent distance away from each other. So traveling back and forth sometimes is like, mm-hmm. hey, I'll come there. You come there. Blah, 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 blah. So her having a studio is going to make it more to the point where we're like, hey, we're going to the studio mm-hmm. to record. Leave us alone. We'll be back yep. in a couple hours. <laughs> Did you ever watch American Idol? Was it American Idol? Did you ever watch that growing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like that one girl who was like, I'll be up in my studio, studio. That's what I feel like every time I come. <laughs> we should have a little song in the studio. Ooh, 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 coming to you, murder freaks. <laughs> I don't think you guys want that. But no, I mean, I'm sorry. We want it. But I'm a little off key. <laughs> We missed everyone. We did. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just, I miss, like, okay. I stopped reading, again, got busy with work, like, a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff. And so I just miss being able to dive into research and read about all this stuff. And Oh, God. We have so many fun things coming. Mm -hmm. It's going to be crazy. We're hopefully going to pump out some episodes. Yep. Pump, 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 pump it up. Maybe some Instagram lives, too. Yeah. Um, Tara is working on a new sticker style. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah, my coworker and I started a sticker business, so that's I why I got the studio in the first place. But we're going to work on some new stickers for the podcast. It's going to be so cool. I think we need to do our own Etsy shop for it yeah. once we figure out, like, all the little things that mm-hmm. we want. But I'm excited. I'm just a, so much. We, we've, I would say that we have had a lot of growth in our lives in oh, the yeah. last few months. So yep. we have been catching up all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We've been eating pizza, <laughs> drinking. <laughs> maybe, maybe just a little bit. Uh, but it's been, it's been so good to have mm-hmm. you back over. I know. And we're recording from my deck. It's so nice and like, it's like fall, but still like warm out. Yeah. It's yeah. just hoodie weather. Yeah. That's it. 
at oh. night anyways during the day that's oh yeah it's gonna be like weird. 80 degrees tomorrow Stop. like what no no what I is happening it. but it's hell cold at night yeah like my windows are fogged up every morning washington ay, ay, ay. make up your dang mind um want to touch base really quick on excuse <clears throat> me <clears throat> the fact that netflix just released Dahmer. oh yeah Oh, yeah. I'm sure all of you who are listening have watched it because, you know, in the true crime community. I'm just going to say, I do have an opinion over the fact that obviously the victims, like mm-hmm. we always talk about that when we talk about true crime. Yep. You, Your heart goes out to their families, to what they had to go through, and it some cases really get to you to the point where you can't even read about it, talk about it or see it for a while. Yeah. That's happened to me. Um, but I will say, and this is might get some hate, all the people on TikTok that are so shocked that this came right. out. Like are, right. are you living under a rock? I know. Where have you been? There's podcasts. I know. There's thousands of documentaries. Yep. Like Everyone knows about it. Um, are we okay as a society that we didn't understand and know that these people exist? Right. And it's public knowledge, hence the fact that we mm-hmm. have a podcast about it. It's not like it's bringing glory to Jeffrey Dahmer. It's telling the absolute truth. Truth. Of what happened. Facts. Mm-hmm. Putting it out there so people can maybe, some people... Can be more aware of their surroundings. Yes. Um, who they talk get to. get into cars with strangers don't go home with strangers from who, bars who they invite into a conversation yeah yeah you just you never know <laughs> you never know i just got what you meant <laughs> we're not gonna bring that up but, i did um, that twice uh, <laughs> took me a second um also did you hear about the whole Katy perry drama with her song oh um, yeah 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 it's so stupid it's like that song came out nine years ago and there's one line about Dahmer. There's Kesha or Keisha. I, I was just listening to the song Her this morning. I'm like, I am cannibal. <laughs> I'll eat you up. Like, that whole song is about Dahmer. I'm just saying. And then I was just listening to a song on the way here, and it had a line about Dahmer. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. It was um, uh, Doja Cat. It's oh. like, <laughs> won't bite. The song won't bite. And it's all something about... Um, pull a Jeffrey or something and it's totally talking about Jeffrey Dahmer and this is what I'm talking about like everyone knows it's very publicized what this man did okay and I don't I I get some people are like well then why do you keep talking about it that's what's glorifying it I don't think it's necessarily glorifying it Mm -mm. it's interesting because these people functioned most of them I must say functioned in society for quite a while how do you do that right how do you function in society around normal human beings yes and apparently one in three people is a sociopath so maybe this series could even help people i don't know identify things in other people's lives where you're like oh maybe this is a red flag yeah Awareness is, I think, the biggest... That's that's a good word to use. I was... I don't know. I just get frustrated because it's like serial killers are everywhere, people. Like, there's... there. You may not hear so much about them in the media as much anymore because Mm -hmm. back then, a lot of, like we were talking about earlier, profilers would get upset 
for the media naming them. Yeah. Or giving them a name. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Golden State The Hillside Strangler. um, The Zodiac Killer. They they didn't like that because, yeah, you were giving them what they wanted. But there's the serial killers who didn't. Ted Bundy, just Mm -hmm. a normal name. Jeffrey Dahmer, just a normal name. Gary Ridgway, he did get the Green River Killer, but he mostly went by Gary Ridgway. Right. If I said that in a conversation, you'd know who I was talking about. Right. They played with certain rules. Yeah. And that's what I think everybody doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. It's not really glorifying them. It's your next door neighbor could be a Jeffrey Dahmer. There are lots of serial killers out there. I went on a little rant. I'm sorry. (laughs) I needed to to do that. (laughs) I'm just ranting. It's a big thing right now. I don't get to talk about this stuff with anybody else in my life. Everybody else is like, oh, I don't want to hear about that. Okay. And Tara and I can just talk about (laughs) Jeffrey Dahmer all night. He would be fine. <laughs> oh, Serve your ass like Jeffrey. That's what he says. Oh. <laughs> I, I was thinking of it that whole time. Like, oh my god! Somebody needs to take a mashup of all the songs all the, and yes. the bits and pieces that men- mentioned yes. De- Jeffrey Dahmer and just make a song yep. out of those pieces. Mm-hmm. It would be hilarious. Oh, if anybody does that, tag yeah. me. Yep, tag us. Talk it. Yep. <laughs> we want to know. Oh, that would be hilarious. Anyways. Well, I'm hoping all of you go back and listen to um, this whole series. Yes, please do. From the beginning. Because we're on a big break from it, but maybe you guys haven't listened to the whole Dorothea Puente fiasco She's one of the ones that, like, we were just talking about. You don't know. Yeah. She would serve you fucking cookies yeah. with a smile on her face yep. while planning your murder in the back of her mind. Mm-hmm. And you would never know. Yep. So, and as long as you're old and frail and had money to give, yep. you were her on her radar. Yep. So. so, if you haven't listened to the other parts, obviously, go back and listen to those because this is the final part. Part four. Part four. Um, we re-listened to the a little bit of the last episode because we're like, wait, where did we <laughs> leave off? Um, it's been months. Yes. We've been on a hiatus. Um, basically, she had killed a lady named Betty. We Sweet were, little old lady. We were sad for Betty. Yep. Um, and we shared pictures of her last time on mm-hmm. the Instagram, so... If you haven't mm-hmm. seen that, check it out. And I think the last little bit that you covered of her craziness, mm-hmm. her uh, serial killer lucky streak, yep. is that Betty's daughter mm-hmm. had actually come to the home yep. of which Dorothea was running. Mm-hmm. And nobody answered the door. Yep. Because, because Dorothea, Dorothea said, I'm the only one who could answer the door. Yep. And... She could have found out then and there that Betty was gone, mm-hmm. but left. Yep. And I believe we were talking about Betty was the one that was buried in her front yard. Yes. Yep. So. It's right in the front yard by the road. I just, th- that fact was very fascinating to me because she did all of her digging and burying at night. Mm-hmm. So, like, imagine being a neighbor and being like... <laughs> What the fuck <laughs> is going on over right. there? And then she'd pull Jeffrey Dahmer and you'd be like, 
hey, are you okay? And she'd be like, yeah, yeah these flowers only grow at night. Yep. I, I have to. They're <laughs> nightshade plants. I have to plant them at night. <laughs> They're tomatoes, don't you know? The sun makes my skin hurt. Yeah. I can't garden during yep. the day. Right? <laughs> Always with the excuses. Yes. Anyways. Um, yeah, so that's where we left off last time. Um, this one will just be kind of wrapping up what eventually happened to Dorothea. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So, um, we know that per her parole, she was not supposed to be taking care of elderly people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet she kept taking in more and more tenants and police officers actually did start checking up on Dorothea about 15 times or so after she was released, but they did nothing about it, even though it was part of her parole that she wasn't supposed to take care of elderly hmm they never wrote her any violations at all they said oh everything looks good she's nice we were talking about the police yeah in those times yeah who was holding them accountable nobody nope Hmm. hmm so one of the tenants was getting really suspicious he um decided to take all the evidence to the police So he had been hearing lots of noises at night, like thumping, (laughs) specifically downstairs. Mm -hmm. Like, what is this lady carrying downstairs? She was saying, oh, bags of soil, I'm carrying them down the stairs. But he was getting real suspicious because people were going missing. And he knew, he knew that Dorothea was killing off these tenants that were going missing. Um, what I, would be your red flag? Oh, God. Way before that. Yeah. I, I think about these cases individually. like, right. But we're thinking about Dorothea. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... Her red flag, like, my red flag for her, if I knew her, mm-hmm. I think would be the fact that she is so nice. Like, right. too... Yeah. It's like a too-good-to-be-true type thing. Right. When you move in there, but and I would think that they would notice, like some people were being treated nicely, and mm-hmm. others who weren't giving up their money right. were being treated poorly. Right. I don't There's know. There's something to that. Anyways, sorry, I just no, popped in my head. Um, a social worker also called the police after not hearing from a tenant that they had been working with. Um, this is a schizophrenic man named Alberto. Oh. Uh huh. So, um, Detective Cabrera was the one who was assigned to the case, and he started searching up Dorothea Puente in their database. This brought up all of her past crimes that were on her record. Hmm. So, all the time she had been arrested and set free, and all the time she had been just charged with something, and then they're like, oh, no. You're fine. Remember correctly the robberies, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. Okay. Robberies, uh-huh. um, drugging. Drugging. Yep. Um, all of that stuff. Yeah. So that all <laughs> popped up. Oh, those crazy And he's bitch. like, huh, interesting. Okay. I don't know why anything hasn't been done about this lady except for she served three years in prison at one point. <laughs> Woo. Crazy bitch. Big whoop. Crazy. So, this is where things got even more strange. Dorothea had been telling everyone that she was in her 70s. 
but Cabrera noticed that on her file it said she was 59. Hmm. <sighs> if you remember correctly, she lied about her age so that people would trust her more. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm a little frail old lady. Mm-hmm. And she did it her whole life. She would always say she was older than she was. I mean, first of all, she started out doing that so that she could work. Which makes sense because of the state of her childhood. Yeah. But then she just kept going with it and was a pathological liar. Found out that if she matured herself, she got what she wanted. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so on November 11th, 1988, Detective Cabrera, along with a few other officers, set out to the house to check things out. Police made their way into the yard where they found some suspiciously disturbed soil. There, they discovered the body of a former tenant named Leona, a 78-year-old woman. And after that, they continued to search the area, found six other bodies. Oh, no. That was just in the yard. Oh, I hate that you just said that. Yeah. So My mind's going places. I know, I know. So, Dorothea was not a suspect at first. Yep. Initially, they're like, oh, this this lady could not have done all this. I mean. <laughs> We're rolling our eyes. <laughs> Very loudly. Um, and remember her husband, too, Everson. Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Just to remind everybody, he was the one that um, she had the guy build a box Oh, that was body sized, and then she put them in it. Yes, um, and then they dropped it off on the side of the road. One of her tenants she, built it. Yep. Yeah, because she said that. Oh, it's for my books. Then they dropped it off on the side of the road because she decided she didn't want the books anymore. So at this point, they didn't even know who he was. Still. That's right. They didn't know because his family still thought he was alive and he just wasn't contacting them because he had, quote unquote, cut off communication with them. Right, because she lied about all that. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so they still didn't even know who that body was. He was a John Doe still at this point. Um, So one day she decided that she um, would tell the tenant she was going to grab a cup of coffee at the local cafe but actually ended up running away to Los Angeles Oh, she's like oh no they're on to me they're on to me so once she got there she did what she did best Dorothea befriended an elderly man at a bar it's a pattern of hers left all these people living in this house mm-hmm. packed whatever she wanted to yep. pack all these people who are not mentally okay. Um, on a lot of some medication, yep. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And just peace. They literally, she would feed them all their meals, bathe them, give them their medications. Well. Everything. But she's like, oh, all right, I'm going to take care of myself now and get out of here. God. So, <laughs> good news, though. Dorothea was unknowingly, unknowingly being set up. Oh. 
So the man that she had befriended at the bar recognized her as soon as he saw her from the news. Oh. And he called the police. Police showed up and arrested her. Good. I know. Good. Lock that bitch up. Oh, my God. Yep. So she was then charged for a total of nine murders. So this included her boyfriend or her husband, Everson. Her best friend, Ruth. Which still makes that me really sad. That was her sad. business partner, mm-hmm. and their kids or her kids knew, yeah, that something was up with that. But it was ruled a suicide. That was really sad. Um, and then seven of her boarding house tenants. So it was Leona, Bert, Dorothy, Benjamin, Vera, and Betty. Mm-hmm. And those are the bodies that they found in the yard. In the yard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Dorothea's trial started in 1992 and it lasted about a year about 130 witnesses were called to the stand Jesus. by the prosecutor alone Jesus so 130 witnesses against her okay I mean you have the families mm-hmm. depending on how many of the prosecutor could get in touch with yep. so you have so many victims I guess that makes a little bit yep. of sense and probably tenants too like Some, yeah the tenants that yep. she left there that mm-hmm. got out so I guess that makes a little bit of sense yep then you have the ones that she robbed and drugged that still survived yep. I'm sure they were found mm-hmm. in the woodwork So, (laughs) the prosecutor used the fact that she would drug her victims and brutally suffocate them as proof that she was a danger to society. Obviously. I'd say so. Um, the The defense had several witnesses who supported Dorothea's good character. Quote, unquote, good character. Doing bunny ears. Okay. This included Dorothea's estranged daughter. Wait. For her good character? Yes. Hmm. Which that blows my mind. That just blows my mind. So then now we're getting into trauma from your childhood. She protected her mother. Who abandoned her. Yeah. Like literally did not want anything to do with her. And yeah. So I'm just saying childhood trauma. I guess can she, show up in different ways. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't. I would <sighs> never. No. Hell no. If somebody came up to me and was like, would you like to speak for your mother in court? Um, it might help her not be put to life in yeah. prison. And I'm like, no, let the bitch fry. Right? In jail. Bye. Mm-hmm. I love you, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She literally mm. abandoned her children at... I don't remember how old they were, but toddlers yeah. just, oh, oh yeah, abandoned her mm-hmm. and then just gave the other one away. Right. Yeah. At the hospital. Yeah. So. And I mean, they don't know the Dorothea that everybody else knows. So I yeah. guess you can speak to that a little bit, like right. not knowing and having to live with her and see the stuff that she did, but mm-hmm. still wouldn't speak to any good character. What good character no, did you ever witness? Anyway, sorry. No, Again. you're good. <laughs> the defense also brought up Dorothea's traumatic upbringing and the fact that it made her want to help people who are facing hardships in their own lives. Mm. Which we know that she did help people, but also it came with a 
caveat of... That is true. She did do charity stuff. Right. But all the money that she donated was stolen. Was stolen. <laughs> um, and her taking care of people was all There's no way, selfish. no good way to spend yeah. it. Yeah. So that was their defense. Mm. Um, so the defense did not dismiss the fact that upon encountering stress, Dorothea had a, quote, evil side. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you think? She brutally murdered senior citizens. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't label that evil, then you're something's wrong with you. Also, a great thing to put in your defense. <laughs> she has an evil side. I mean, she eats one too many Oreos sometimes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it took the jury over a month to deliberate. But eventually found Dorothea guilty of three murders. Only three? Yep. Wait, what? Yep. So they came, they kept coming up, not in agreement. How? On though? the other ones. Because we. I thought Ruth's was ruled a suicide, so maybe they just went with that. Everson. They didn't They know. didn't even know who he was, so that could be... But all the ones that are buried on our property... I know. You have to know I that know. that's like... I know, like, how are they not all connected? They didn't die of a natural right. cause. It's not like she's like, oh, I found them passed away in their bed, so I right. buried them in the petunias right. out back. Like... Yeah, and it was really close to... It would be, like, six to seven or something. Like, it would be so close on the other ones... Sometimes but I worry couldn't. about these jury people. I know. So, I know. Sometimes I just want to interview them. Right? <laughs> if you've ever been on a jury jury of a serial killer case, can you please reach yeah. out? Yeah. I want to know what your thought how process this, was. How does this go down? Um, so, yeah. The jury could not agree on the other six. Weird. So, the prosecutor, John O'Mara, was very unhappy with the lack of convictions, obviously. Uh, duh. In his closing argument, he said, Does anyone become responsible for their conduct in this world? These people are human beings. They had the right to live. They did not have a lot of possessions. No houses, no cars, only their social security checks and their lives. She took it all. Death is the only appropriate penalty. So that was his closing statement. And I I guess he was, like, screaming, like, yelling. He was so upset. Yeah. Um, so Peter Vlauten, I think it is, um, he was Dorothea's defense attorney, one of them. She had two. Um, he responded with a statement, we are here today to determine one thing. What is the value of Dorothea Puente's life? What? Yep. That is the question. Does she have to be killed? You have heard of the despair, which was the foundation of her life. The anger, the resentment. If anyone in this jury room tells you it was not that bad, ask them, would you want to be, or would you want this to happen to yourself? Oh, oh. hey, Tara, would you want to be put on trial for murder? Uh, uh, what? Would you, oh, would you, okay. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I could, we could talk about childhood trauma all the time. We could talk about the things you and I went through. Right. And we're fine. Like, we figured it out. Mm Mm-hmm. For her to have her whole defense be her childhood trauma. Right. 
And that's why she and shouldn't her, be quote, put unquote, to death. good character. Like, really? I don't think so. No. I, miss ma'am, no. That's no. No. And he continues. Would you want this to happen to your children? I am led to believe there is any reason for us to be living here on this earth. It is to somehow enhance someone else's humanity. To love, to touch each other with kindness, to know that you have made just one person breathe easier because you have lived. I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that is why the people came to testify for Dorothea Puente. I think you can truly understand why so many people testified and ask you to spare Dorothea's life. If you have ever fallen down and stumbled on the road of life and had someone pick you up, give you comfort, give you love, show you the way. Then you will understand why these people believe Dorothea's life is worth saving. That is mitigating. That is a human quality that deserves to be preserved. It is a flame of humanity that has burned inside of Dorothea since she was born. That is the reason to give Dorothea life without the possibility of parole. Uh, okay. That <laughs> enrages me. You can't, you guys can't see my face. <laughs> I know. But I literally lean forward every time you read a new sentence of that. <laughs> and, okay, first okay, thought. This, go ahead. No, no, no. This... It is a flame of humanity that has burned inside of Dorothea since she was born. What? What humanity? Okay, no, you know what popped in my head? Imagine that defense being spoke for Jeffrey Dahmer. Right? Yeah. Imagine that defense being used for Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy went to college. He was a well-read man. Mm-hmm. Lots of people loved him. He worked for a crisis hotline. Mm-hmm. And this chick, what the fuck? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into, I'm just not. I just can't. My brain can't. You know what I want to look up? Hmm. How many serial killer women were put to death versus how many serial right? killer men were put to death. Right. I want to look it up. Because just because she's a fucking woman doesn't mm-hmm. mean she won't fucking stab you in the throat. Yeah. I have never, ugh. The only person that I've seen like put to death was um uh like eileen warnos yep and i feel like one other those are like the two her victims weren't even yeah i i kind of support <laughs> eileen warnos I mean, i'm kind I'm of on saying. that side I'm but um Revenge, which we should do uh we should episode about 100%. her i love her and i was her for halloween one year 100 percent. but anyway <laughs> but going but i'm we're not fangirling i swear but anywho <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the like that I could see a very strong how? argument for. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, she did brutally murder men that raped. Yes. So um, it was more like a Dexter situation, kind of. Yeah. With her. Yeah. It was like an anti-hero thing. Yeah. But Dorothy Puente no, Dor- there's was no, not an anti-hero. No. There's no <laughs> humanity. The money she was donating yes. was from her fucking victims. Yep. The people she buried in her mm-hmm. goddamn yard. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with the people? <laughs> oh, no. Anywho. So, here we come to the sentence. Oh, God. What do you think? What do you, what do you think? I really hope... 
I really hope it's life without parole, but I know that's not what you're going to say, and I'm not going to be happy. Dorothea was sentenced to life without possibility of parole. Okay, good. Okay. Yes. Okay. She was not executed, but she, she's in there. She's not she's locked up. Okay. Um, so she went to Central mm-hmm. California Women's Facility. Uh, she never admitted to anything she did. No, why would she? And claimed that all the deaths were of natural causes. And she just... Cool. Yep. Well, if she's in-housed with any elderly and they start going missing... <laughs> right? <laughs> she hey, sh- where'd your celly go? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. went to you. California. Or but he left me LA. all of his money. <laughs> he left me his, all his top ramen. <laughs> I'll sell it to you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my I'm god. just saying, <laughs> like, you know what to look for: correctional facility, right? The signs are there. Um, but even though she said that her tenants passed away from natural causes, that is what she ended up doing. On March 27th, 2011, at the age of 82. <sighs> she should not have gotten a peaceful death. Nope. I really hope, and you know, you and I are very much the same in spiritual creatureness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like to put bad karma out into the world. Mm-hmm. But I really hope she did not have a pleasant time nope. in that prison system. Nope. I really hope things conspired do you remember when she was in prison the last time and she said she enjoyed it and learned a lot yeah and she really did learn a lot she learned a lot about how to fuck up people's lives even more imagine getting a call from your (laughs) husband in jail or your wife in jail i'm taking cooking classes with dorothea (laughs) she's even taught me how to knit (laughs) She's an upstanding citizen. She's so... I can't... I don't understand why she's here. Oh, my God. Yep. Okay, we joke, but, like, this is insanity. Yeah. On what this woman got away with. Mm Mm-hmm. The fact that she was not charged with all of the murders Mm -hmm. baffles me. Right? Those poor families. Yeah. I... I mean, not all of them had families, but I know that... um, like, some of them had social workers that were, um, like, the social worker one. Yeah. His name, um, his nickname was Chief, and he was a big, if you, please it, go watch Worst Roommates Ever. Please do. Because that social worker yeah, is she, on that show, and she... She really cared. She I really wanted did. to go into detail about that, but I, yeah. I don't think I could. I... And he was... He was a very nice gentleman. Mm-hmm. He was he very was... much trying to be mm-hmm. in what we consider as normal. Yeah. And he was so recovering it's... alcoholic. Yeah. And his family abandoned him. Yep. It's re- it's just really sad. Yeah. But it's... Oh, God. I don't know. I just wish... <clears throat> so there's 
a statute of limitations of like being tried for murder is called double mm-hmm. jeopardy. Yeah. Like you can't be tried for the same crime twice. Mm-hmm. And in most cases that is a murder. Right. Um, if you've been tried at the federal level. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just read that Joe Biden passed a law that this, um, sexual assault statute oh. of limitations is non-existent anymore. <gasps> that is amazing. Yeah. Gone. So anybody who was, sexually mistreated mm-hmm. when they were very young that's too stat- scared to yep. speak up about it that statute of limitations is gone or Good. going to be gone so with murder i think double jeopardy mm-hmm. definitely shouldn't exist yeah. because had she survived and a new person those families wanted to be like actually i want to retry this case right and i want her to be found guilty mm-hmm. it would have been possible but yeah. because she was already tried for him they couldn't do that yep like Ruth, like mm-hmm. I don't know if one of hers was the ones that she was charged. I doubt it, mm-hmm. since it was ruled a suicide. But I'm sure that family would, yeah, because they fought for that one. And you know, you know in your bones that one was fucking guilty oh, of all absolutely. of it. Absolutely, of all of it. The way that they died, they all died the same way. Mm-hmm. Like how, if you don't know, then I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do have sources for this. I wanted to save them all till the end. Always. Because doing them each episode would be annoying. And no one likes hearing sources, but we need to. You gotta hear it because we're only really sponsored by Anchor (laughs) and we don't want to get in trouble. Right. Um, so I read an article for the Los Angeles Times by Rich Connell, written on March 28th, 2011, which was the day she died. Um, Dorothea Puente dies at 82, boarding house operator who killed tenants, was the name of the article. Um, Worst roommate ever on Netflix. Again, please go watch that. Please do. Um, <laughs> I recommend it. Morbid podcast. Love you, girls. Yep. I. That's what got me onto this case in the first place. I listened to it years ago and was enthralled. Morbid is what wanted me to start a mm-hmm. podcast of our own. Yep. It just, like cracked something in me. I was like, yep, let's do it. Uh, Murderpedia, of course. Um, Eleanor Neal on YouTube. She is great. She goes into like really good detail on cases. She breaks them down. Hmm. I have to dig into that. Um, She's from Australia or the UK, something. Mm -hmm. She has a great accent too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, An article by Hayden Kim called The Guide to California Supreme Court. Um, case files for the people versus Dorothea Puente. So that's where I got the quotes from. Um, and yeah, that's, that's it. <sighs> that's all she wrote. Wow. The, if you could hear a book slamming case closed <laughs> I know. or gavel. Finally, gosh, I feel like I've been haunted by this case. Dorothea for... Puente done. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it was a good way to bring us back into mm-hmm. our routine yep um i'm i'm a talker i'm sorry guys <laughs> tara's the storyteller okay i'm just gonna say that no. um anywho i'm very happy that we got this opportunity to hang out and yes. talk about true crime and i'm sorry if we said anything that offended you right we don't We're really mean to speaking our truth it's yeah i mean we, everybody has a pen freedom of speech right and honestly, we welcome you guys to comment on our Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook and even debate. 
but debate maturely, please. Right. <laughs> we don't need to name call or do yeah. anything like that. But it it's a very debatable thing because psychology is a, a oh, huge, yeah. vast subject. Mm-hmm. And none of us really even know. So yep. serial killers are just a weird way to look into psychology. Mm-hmm. Yep. I find it fascinating. And many factors can play into why they do what they do. And Yeah. Who knows? We will do an episode eventually on Jeffrey Dahmer, Mm -hmm. but I think the heat needs to cool down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We don't want to get canceled. (laughs) Because I have some opinions about Jeffrey Dahmer that other people might not. We'll just wave Uh, it out for a little bit. (laughs) Um, I, I know who we are going to cover next because it's somebody I started researching, but... I don't want to spoil it or say anything because I yeah, might no. switch m- m- the person because there's something else I was thinking about. So I'm just going to leave it at I get to talk next time Yay. about the person. And I'm sorry, guys. I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to sit back and <laughs> chit chat. And we might be recording in the studio. Up in the studio. Woo-woo. Studio. <laughs> Uh, you should go look up that YouTube video if you haven't watched American Idol because that's hilarious. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking about is we've been watching Friends again and when Phoebe gets her video of Smelly Cat. Oh, smelly Cat, Smelly Cat. Up in the studio. What are All right, guys. All right, we'll we should stop making off. you listen to us sing. <laughs> I think we should uh, sign off for now. But again, check out the Facebook. Mm -hmm. Check out the Instagram. Yep. We are hopefully going to get back into every other week episodes. Yes. You have any ideas? You have any thoughts? Mm -hmm. Please Please share them with us. DM us. Comment on our posts. We need you guys to interact. Yes. Man, Murder Me Monday has been going down with no comments. Right. What's going on? Right. You sleeping on the job? Got one reaction. Come on. Our last one. They're funny. They are. (laughs) And if you can't laugh. (laughs) Oh, and we also want to do a listeners, some sort of listeners thing soon with some local. Yes. We we live in the Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. and we have seen a lot, heard, seen and heard about a lot of spooky stuff around these areas. So Mm -hmm. even if you're from east, west, whatever, we really, really, really want to know. Send them in. It would be cool. And we want to travel to spooky places, Mm -hmm. but if we keep it local, budget friendly. Yep. (laughs) Falling on a budget here. (laughs) Let us know. Hit us up. Start a conversation. Mm -hmm. But until next time... Bye, murder freaks. Good night. (laughs) Good night.